Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stoke the Wild. Every week we gather together and we get a chance to talk about the creative arts, the things that inspire us, things that are going on in our lives revolving creativity, the arts, and our passions. And we're super excited about another week where we get to share that with you. I'm Nick. I'm Joy. And this week we're in for a real treat. We're going to be talking about some of the creative stuff that has happened just this past weekend, the weekend of September 21st and 22nd, uh, and a community of creativity uh, that we got a chance to be a part of and witness, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking yeah. about some fun stuff. But first, uh, before we even get into that, we're going to be kind of talking through a little bit about this past week. It's been a strange week. What a strange turn of events. <laughs> what a strange turn of events. Oh, man, it's been wild been so weird i know and i feel like last <laughs> week we kind of we kind of talked about having like a wild day you yeah. know when we went through recording and we recorded a little bit in the morning and then we had to oh, stop yeah. and record at night yeah that was crazy oh man but this week it, it got strange stranger yeah <laughs> so i don't know if any of you guys have ever been in a position where you were asked to do a task to do something perhaps um inspiring to uh, put together maybe an action plan. People don't have to ask me to be inspiring. I just am every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day you inspire. Every day. <laughs> now, maybe you've been in a position where you're like, okay, I have a, a job or a task to do, and maybe there's no clear direction, but I've been given the opportunity to create that direction for myself, and trying to figure that out or establish that can oftentimes be difficult, right? Mm -hmm. So... This past week, I was in a temporary position uh, with the opportunity for it to be made more permanent. Uh, just as you know, you guys have been listening, you know I'm going back to school, uh, pursuing my PhD in creative writing and kind of working through that as I do some of my creative art endeavors. And this past week, as I was kind of doing some part-time work with the opportunity of maybe getting something a little more permanent, in the meanwhile, a strange turn of events took place. It was weird. It was so weird. I'm going to give you guys the short version for the sake of clarity, um, for the sake of, well, anonymity probably too a little bit, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't need anyone to get in trouble or anything, uh, but it was very weird. Weird. So weird. So here's what happened. I was, again, temporarily in a position where I was tasked to create a, uh, to, to create a pathway for a program. There was the, the program, I guess, in some ways existed, um, but over the course of the last four or five years, people have been in and out of this position because development of an actual program path was pretty much non-existent. There was a lot of this is what we want, but we don't know how to get it type of conversations. And admittedly, part of the problem, I believe, was that the description of the job was far different than the actual responsibilities of the job. So uh, with that in mind, though, I still was willing and excited even about crafting and creating something new for this yeah. development. In doing so, 
part of the program is to get other individuals to take initiative and have ingenuity and take responsibility for the things that they do. And so you would expect, I guess, whoever's going to be in charge of that to be the same way, right? Mm. To take yeah, initiative. One, one would think. To take initiative, to have ingenuity, one would think that you would want to see whoever's running that to be the same as the people who are supposed to participate. Yes. So I've never been one to just not care about the work I'm doing. I, I try really hard. I may not be awesome every time. I may mess up. I may fail. I may even be terrible at different moments. But even in the terrible moments, I try as hard as I can to do the best I can at what I do. Mm -hmm. um, because I believe in taking pride in the work that I'm doing. And even if it, even if I mess up, even if I'm terrible, even if it fails, you know, I will take ownership and responsibility for those mistakes, those problems. And I'll do my best to correct it and uh, try to get better. Or if I realize now that's just not for me, then I will own that and not do it again. <laughs> so, again, you'd think that having that type of initiative and ingenuity and insight even um, would be helpful for creating a program where you want to see participants respond the same way. Yes. So, this is where it gets weird. It gets weird. Sorry, I just I really wanted to do that again. <laughs> so I created a report, uh, a short paper, if you will, three pages, single space, like <laughs> 1,500 <laughs> words. I was pretty proud of it. I did a lot of work <laughs> and research <laughs> to organize yeah. Yeah. Um, what I put together to dissect and discuss an opportunity that I saw through this program to uh, develop clear pathways to success, help those participants kind of understand what their responsibilities were, but also to uh, eliminate some redundancies and establish more of a clear path of communication between different areas that could work together. So I write all this up and I put together this information on the day that they're going to decide if I would be good as a permanent fit. Mm -hmm. And to my understanding, they had already kind of made the decision at, at one level, but at the high level where they actually make the hiring, they have to approve all that. And so I sent that information to those who would need to make the approval mm -hmm. accommodations and just said, hey, I'm really excited. Uh, I have an idea. I have some ideas about this and this is what I'm thinking to really see this succeed. And, you know, if you're excited about that, I'm excited and I can't wait to get started. I think this team of people are fantastic and I'd love to be a part of that team. Mm -hmm. Everyone has been great. If this is not the path you want to go down, that's awesome. I just might not be the guy for that. Uh, but I wanted you to know since you're making the decision. So I introduced myself, shared my ideas, shared what I thought about everything. Super respectful, um, clear, concise. Mm-hmm. And that's when things got real, real bizarre. Because the next morning, as I got to the office, to the space, to the place where I was temping, I was told that what I did by sending 
an introduction to myself and an idea for this program that they were asking me to work on. By sending that to those who were hiring, I was being insubordinate. That I was being uh, disrespectful in following the chain of command. And that you were not following the chain of command? Yeah, that I was not following the chain of command. <clears throat> um, up until that point, within those five days, no chain of command was ever expressed to me. Uh, people came by and said, do you have any questions? Can I help you with anything? Anytime I asked questions about what it is uh, I was supposed to do or what the program could look like or why certain parts of the program looked the way they did thus far since nothing had been fully developed, I got answers like, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. So again, my thought was, well, if they're asking me to figure <laughs> this out, I will try and come up with something. Aww. So I did. You did. And much like many times in my life, I was rejected. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. Like, I wasn't upset by that. Um, I was a little upset that they kind of said my character, like, they kind of put my character into question, that I was yeah. uh, disrespectful in, in the chain of command and that I had uh, was being insubordinate because I disagree with yeah. that when... You circumvented. <laughs> to circumvent. It means to go around. Or if you uh, listen to Arrested Development, another uh, thing. Ah, yes. Uh, so. Uh, but, yeah, I circumvented the chain of command, which, again, yes. was not clearly presented to me uh, prior to that moment. And I thought, if I'm going to be doing this job, I ought to introduce myself to the people who are making these decisions and let them know what I'm thinking. Right. Uh, because all is fair in love and war. But apparently this was war, and I was... It's not Sh fair, sharing, I guess. Sharing my, <laughs> All's my, not my fair. thoughts and love, uh, but that it's not the way it worked out. Um, so other than them calling my character into question by saying I was insubordinate, I I mean, I, I was fine. If they want to go in a different direction, uh, that's totally fine. The funny mm -hmm. thing is the few people I've talked to about this prior to now, is they all they all think they're probably just going to use your idea with somebody else because yeah, they, they were upset with you. Yeah, they so, are. But it's cool. No hard feelings if any of you who might know what I'm talking about are listening. Nah. I have love for I, you all. I only know of like a couple of people who maybe. Yeah, but 10 years from now when this podcast is super famous and people are re-listening to this episode. Yeah, that's oh, what will happen. That's the guy? Oh, man. He was that guy the whole time? That's that guy? Twist. Oh okay, God. I will be done with that now. Just one more time. So that's that's the strange happenings this week, uh, the weird weird mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. uh, that took place. Um, just a strange turn of events. Strange, strange. It's so, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. But this weekend was really great. It was. I wasn't even there for that long, but it was no. good. So uh, if you checked out the last couple episodes, um, even a few episodes ago when we had uh, Patrick and Greta Durton-Duran talking about Two Mile Coffee Bar and talking about uh, creativity in science and medicine, mm -hmm. uh, they mentioned that on September 21st, which uh, at the time of this recording was this past Saturday, uh, we had the Beverly Art Walk in the Beverly uh, Morgan Park area of Chicago. And it was a huge event filled with uh, artists, musicians, crafters, uh, food trucks and, and restaurants and people in the community 
uh, artists setting uh, stuff up all over the place, inside shops, on the streets, all over um, the area of Beverly. It covered mm-hmm. so many places that they even had a it trolley did. that traveled from venue to venue. There was like mm-hmm. 21 or 22 different venues. And mm-hmm. in each venue, there was like eight to 10 artists, musicians, food people, all yeah. this stuff. It was wild. Mm-hmm. It was. I uh, I took the trolley with the kids. And um, it was awesome. It was probably like a 20-minute ride, all told. But um, and we didn't even get off at any of the stops because I, I was, you know, with all four kids. And Nick was sitting. He was at his um, his booth uh, where he was displaying his art. And um, so it was just me with the four kids. And I was like, I don't really know where I am. And I don't want to, like get stranded here or something weird like that so yeah um and i didn't know how kid friendly every stop would be um like i didn't want to end up someplace where there's a bunch of like fragile super fragile things and i'm trying to supervise a nine seven five and two year old it just didn't sound fun to me so we didn't get off the trolley but the ride itself was all uh, all of about 20 minutes but there were so many um like stops and things to do and um it looked really amazing and even the small little area that you know that we were at where there were pop-ups and different things like that the kids loved it there was um the librarian came out and she did puppet shows and um different um sort of art stations where the kids could paint and uh there was free face painting and they really loved it they had a blast yeah and it was really cool because the the, the the area that we were at we we were actually we were right on the corner of 95th and Hamilton mm-hmm. and uh, or I'm sorry Beverly and Hamilton 95th and Hamilton 95th 95th and Hamilton yeah on the corner of 95th and Hamilton uh, Joy and I don't live in that area but we're getting familiar with it we're the more time there. we spend up there yeah um, so 95th and Hamilton <laughs> and uh, in that venue that we were at the I was actually it's actually an art gallery is where we were at mm-hmm. inside the gallery there were other artists but then we had the two mile coffee bar pop-up shop uh and that was run by Greta and her brother Nate and his wife Sonia and then my brother Patrick they were running that doing the two mile pop-up mm-hmm. uh and then we had uh or Nate had his friend and this guy who does a bunch of like reclaimed wood projects he built these two like wooden uh, out of reclaimed like garage doors and, and floorboards and stuff he yeah. built these these bar tops and they're really really cool and so there was one for Nate and there was one for me and I had my art stuff set up there which was fantastic and inside this gallery uh the local pizza place piece piece of pizza like piece like war and peace like p-e-a-c-e yeah peace and they were giving out free pizza to people and uh, there was Unidad, which is a local um, local Mexican kitchen, Latin kitchen, like I, cuisine. Yeah, yeah. And they were giving out like free delicious, elote. yeah, free delicious elote, which was fantastic with like vegan sour cream and queso, and it was so good. And uh, it was really, really cool. And so getting a chance to meet the owners of those places and talking to them and 
Uh, there was a, a, a blues trio that was playing inside the gallery, uh, Michael Damani and like his his trio as they were playing. They played like for four or five hours there in that spot, which was fantastic. And so you had all this different stuff going on. And what was really cool and kind of what we want to spend a little bit of time on is this idea of creating a creative community. How do you cultivate that? How do you build Mm -hmm. bridges between people Mm -hmm. who are separated by fences, who are separated by work, jobs, um, who are separated by, you know, the the commute from work to home, uh, who are separated from the schools they go to maybe or the way that they, you know, whatever. Uh, But then you have something so exciting and so wonderful as this art walk in Beverly uh, put together by the Beverly Art Alliance and the local Beverly like aldermen and committees and things like that and like you really saw the whole area just come together for something that was so so awesome mm-hmm. yeah it was wonderful to see um, different artists with different styles who you know um, worked with different mediums like there were musicians and painters and um and there were so many other artists that I I didn't even get a chance to see because I didn't come till later but um so many people who just were truly enjoying being together and um, enjoying each other's work and supporting each other in that work too which was really encouraging for me to see um there's a certain warmth when like-minded creatives or, or differently-minded creatives come together and they participate in something that they all love. Yeah. I would say they're like-minded in the sense that they are creative. Yes, exactly. Different-minded in the sense that it's people from all walks of life. It doesn't yeah. matter your background, the color of your skin, uh, the place that you worship. None of that matters. Like in a community built around creativity, everyone is there to express and experience the art of life, whether that be in mm-hmm. food or music or visual arts or uh, just communication through being gathered around a table set mm-hmm. up in the middle of a street while you share coffee and, and talk about life. Right. Uh, or as you sit on the trolley and just go, what? oh, uh, what, what part of the neighborhood do you live in? And mm-hmm. all these different things that has been brought together by this common denominator, art, creativity mm-hmm. and everyone has the opportunity to uh, either express themselves or engage with what is happening in such a way that inspires and defines um, that time in your life whether that is for a moment as you come into the pop-up shop or beyond that as you walk away from that going man I really like that piece so I bought it or I really mm-hmm. like their music so I picked up their album or whatever it is yeah. and you have that opportunity to take that with you beyond even the day. Yeah. And you said something about, you know, um, your background, your walk of life, your your religion, your the color of your skin, your gender. None of that matters. And yet, you know, people are expressing those very real and vulnerable parts of themselves in their art. Yeah. And so it's it's almost. I kind of want to piggyback off of that and say it's almost it's almost like it's not that that doesn't matter, but that we're able to hear each other better. Yeah, no, that's a good way of putting it. Like, um, I feel like tolerance is a 
is the wrong word there. It's more of like acceptance, just acceptance. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, we're all different and we're all unique and we all have our own stories. Mm -hmm. And that's why we accept each other. Like we are okay with the weird that we bring to the table. Yeah. And, and being like really receptive of other people's stories and experiences and, um, like really and truly engaging with them like you said yeah i mean i've been to art shows and i've been to uh comic conventions and and different things like that where i've had interactions with people that just feel like uh rude or uh forced yeah force force is a good good word and i don't think that any of the conversations i had even with people who chose not to buy anything or just came up to talk for a minute or ask a question about something else but i happen to be free at the moment right uh, i don't think a single one of those conversations like were negative or or even mm-hmm. felt negative mm-hmm. everything was just like wow this is amazing yeah. this is so cool what are you doing How, you know uh hey like this is really cool do you mind like do you know where everything else is or you know whatever mm-hmm. the question Wherever the conversation kind of took us, it was all wrapped around the community of creativity. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And that makes me think of uh, actually the conversation that I had with the trolley driver while um, it was the last stop and the everyone else had gotten off the trolley and I asked him, you know, we got on at the first stop and we got on because the kids wanted to ride the trolley. And we're just kind of trying to make it back to where we started from. Can we stay on, you know, back to the beginning? And he uh, he was like, no. And then he laughed. And he was like, of course, you can stay on. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> but I was like, oh. Get off and walk all the way back. <laughs> Which we weren't that far away. We were like a few blocks away by then because it yeah. was like a big circle. Um, but I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm kidding. You can stay on. And then sat there. And uh, it was the kids and me, and you know they all spread out to take their own little window seat, yes, and we're dri- watched the world go by. Yeah, oh, they were in heaven. They loved it. And we're driving, and he, you know, started talking about the event, and have I seen very many displays, and am I am I from the neighborhood? And you know, told him no, I'm not from this area. Um, we don't live around here. We live out by Joliet, and all of this different stuff. And he was like, Whoa, what are you doing up here? And, you know, kind of talking through like, well, you know, my husband has, he's an artist and he has a booth here and he also works at Two Mile, which is, you know, co-owned by my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and um, my sister-in-law's brother and his wife. I don't know what, they're not my, he's not my brother-in-law, but I don't know what to call them. Like the in-law in-laws. <laughs> the, yeah. The double um, in-laws. But so. Twice removed or something. Yeah. So, um talking to him about two mile coffee bar and he was like, Oh, that's so great. He's, and I told him, you know, Oh, it's in, um, you know, the Metro station over there. And he was like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I've seen it and all these different things. And he starts talking about art and how much he loves art. And that's why he loves this event. And he said, you know, I haven't been able to go and and see anything really because I've been he drives the driving trolley. the trolley yeah. all day. I love art, but I'm on the trolley. Yeah, but he just he was so excited cuz he just wanted to support the event and be a part of it. Um and you know talking about different places that he's been and different art that he has gotten and he talked about going to Italy and getting um you know 
going and seeing as much art as he could and experiencing just sort of that different culture of art and picking up um, an oil painting of the waterways in Venice and bringing that home and how he just wants to fill his home with art. He, that's all he wants to do is just turn his home into an art gallery. <laughs> and Didn't he say he wanted to like have it open for like yeah, different things if yeah. he could? Yeah, he meant it. He said, I would love to have like a, he said, it's just me. It's this big house, like exposed brick in some of the rooms and like hardwood floors and really high ceilings. And he said, I'd love to do like an art gallery and just, and have people in, you know, like once a week or whatever, so they can walk through, do wine tastings or whatever and have it be open to the community. And I thought that's so cool. And that is one of the things that I miss about the city, right? Is that you can develop those communities and you can find those people. 100%. And, um, and experience diversity of thought and diversity of people and, And and all of it, it's not it's not always beautiful. The things that you experience living, um, the, you know, living in a in a more urban setting, it comes with its own set of challenges. And yet, at the same time, there is this beautiful eclectic community mm-hmm. who is connecting with yeah. each other. Yeah, and it felt like we were a part of something, and uh, yeah. it was really cool was really cool to experience that. One of my favorite things, um, just as an artist on my end, uh, you know, um, having having that pop-up shop and, and the opportunity to put our stuff out there, not just like my personal art, which was there, but also some of our Stoke the Wild stuff and, and talk mm-hmm. about the show, uh, was, just, was just the conversations and the honest, raw conversations about, you know, oh, how'd you create this piece or where did this come from? Because uh, over the last year or so, even though I still do a lot of pop culture art and some work with different uh, companies through that, uh, I've been doing a lot, a lot of different things this year, uh, unrelated to pop culture, just things I like and want to be able to, to paint and make. And what was really cool is kind of getting the opportunity to talk about those things, you know, not being at a comic con, not being at a, uh, a comic type event, where those are all that, like, that's all that's talked about, having the opportunity to talk about all these different things that I've been painting and working on, and um, whether it be stuff about poetry and and uh, children's illustration for that, and uh, or, or the podcast, and just, you know, being able to talk about what this is all about, and, and yeah. being able to share that information and getting people excited about that. Yeah. Uh, or seeing some of my newer pieces that are non-comic book related getting bought and <laughs> just feeling like cool <laughs> so my weird stuff and my weird self and the things that i think are fun and, and cool resonate with other people it's not just because it's a famous comic book character or whatever right and that that means a lot and it definitely definitely has even changed how i perceive what i create and the value of what i create mm-hmm. beyond being representative of commerce if that makes sense um and consumerism like Mm. the less supply and demand and more this is what i feel and this is what i wanted to make kind of thing uh yeah a little bit i think oh man 
what's the best way to put this? The the idea is that like when I create pop culture work, even if it's like I'm creating characters I love and I enjoy and I know that will resonate with people because they're popular characters or, you know, off the beaten path characters but are still, you know, mildly popular or whatever. While that is fun and enjoyable and is cool and someone likes a piece, there's only so much of me that is in the piece, you know, because I didn't create mm. the character. I didn't yeah. develop that. I just took them and put them in a pose or added a different background or, you know, whatever it is as you mm. create those types of pieces and you try to make them fun and unique and, you know, stylized towards you and reflective of how, you know, you want to tell that character story in that, that moment. Mm. But with the things that I've been painting that are less characterized and more personalized and how I have been doing that, everything about it is me, you know? Yeah. I'm sure, you know, stylings and things that I've learned along the way have reflections of mentors and people or influences and whatnot. But, you know, from start to finish, the concept and the idea, the character, the image the scenery whatever it is is all me and when people mm. connect with that there's something more empowering about it as an artist that makes me feel yeah okay yeah. this is cool yeah no that makes sense um and it's funny that you say that because is i was walking through the small gallery that uh, you were in um even seeing the different types of art there made me realize, you know, I've never thought much of my own art in terms of displaying it anywhere. I love it because I've created it and because it's what I wanted to make. But I realized that other, like similar to what you said, other people might appreciate it too. And there's a lot of me in that. And there's something about people seeing what you've created and seeing a piece of you in it and then loving it and appreciating it and accepting it. And I think it is, like you said, it's powerful and it, it is empowering and it's more than just, hey, you created this cool piece of art and I like that. It feels deeper than that. It feels more like I poured a piece of my soul into this and you saw that and you thought it was beautiful and you're taking it home with you, like you're taking yeah, a piece of a me, piece of me home with you, and yeah. that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and not to be like super pluggy with things that are coming up here, but <laughs> I, 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 I just feel like I feel in this moment, it's like it's good to talk about, right? Like, you know, right now, mm -hmm. you know, we have you guys who are listeners, we have, uh, you know, a small following of people who are listening regularly and we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we appreciate the fact that you listen. And it's means so much to us, the emails when we get them and the conversations we have with people each week. Yeah. But the truth is like, this is something that we love to do. Mm -hmm. And is. being creative is something we love to do. And right now, you know, um, I am fully self-employed with doing art and creativity. And while, you know, we can have a show every once in a while, which is great mm -hmm. and helps out with, you know, paying the bills and things like that. It really comes down to those consistent people like yourselves who listen each week 
who who can help us out and be supportive, not just yeah. with listening to the show, but um, you know, by doing other things as well. Like we have a Patreon page. I don't talk about it very often or post about it very often because it's hard to be like, hey, support us. But as artists, yeah. this is the way you have to do it. It's mm-hmm. the way that we live. And, um, you know, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash stoke the wild. And there's different tiers that you can give at to help support um, both the podcast and our family as we uh, continue to pursue creative arts and Mm -hmm. schooling and things like that. And every little bit helps. And uh, there's some different rewards you can get. So it's not just, you know, giving us money, um, but you can get something in return from that as well. And uh, we also obviously have the Stoke the Wild store. Yes, we do. And every purchase you make, again, you get something uh, in return, but then it helps and supports us and mm-hmm. uh, allows us to be able to continue to do what we love, take care of our family, continue with school, things like that. And, you know, I realized, you know, as we're talking through community and even yesterday that there's something humbling but also honorable about presenting yourself and saying, look, this is what I do. And if you value me, if you value what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, then you can support that in different ways. Yeah. Some of, some of it is listening and, and, and being there and, and presenting and and hanging out with, with families and friends and people who are creatives. And sometimes for those of you who can do it, it's, it's doing more and supporting financially and all of that helps mm-hmm. uh when you purchase a piece when you buy a sticker a t-shirt or you um you know support on patreon all those things then allow us to keep doing what we're doing and uh and to do it without the fear of where's the next thing gonna come from right and what i saw in the community yesterday is that everybody didn't matter if they were a physical artist painting playing music creating food yeah uh or if they were a uh, patron of the arts that mm-hmm. day everyone was supportive of each other in different ways everybody won yesterday everybody financially had some form of success yesterday people mm-hmm. especially in our area like there was not a single thing um it may not have been everything but there was not a single person or artist or food group or <laughs> whatever right right that didn't uh financially get something successful you know, from being there. Yeah. And that's the community that, you know, that idea of community that we are excited about being a part of that when you see an artist that you're willing to help out and, and support them and create a culture of care through the things that you do together. And that was really cool. Yeah. And that's something that we can continue to do. There are people that we support through Patreon. There are Mm -hmm. other artists that we follow and, and support by buying their merchandise, books, music, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's the same. It's it's a circle of creativity that then you get to pour back into and be a part of. And yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And I think that you touched on something it's, that's important there. Like, you know, we are talking about like, hey, you know, if you appreciate what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of minutes later we say, oh, yeah, and we support other artists and we try to purchase from them and we try to, you mm-hmm. know, make sure that we can – support them financially as often as we can. And it may not be much. And you might hear that and say, but wait a minute, I'm giving you money and you're giving money to someone else. But that's the beauty of it. That's the, that's the part where, um, I'm, I benefit from their work. And so if I am going to ask someone who, who might be benefiting in some form 
from our work to please support us, then I'm going to do the same thing. I'm yeah. going to support the people that, that I benefit from and that I appreciate. And so when you can, you give. Mm-hmm. And when you can't, that's okay, too. Yeah. We appreciate your kindness and your listenership and your, um, you know, sharing about us with your friends or your family or yeah, who you might so, know. So, you know, even subscribing so that way you're getting the updates and exactly leaving good reviews on iTunes and Spotify, things right. like that, all that. And so that's the thing is that like, it may not be constant. It may not be like, Oh, I can every month I can, you know, give $5 or every month I can give 10 or 20 or whatever it is, or even $1. You may not be able to do that, but when we can, that's the mm-hmm. beautiful thing about the creative community. We appreciate each other, and when we can, we do. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is the benefit of continual education, in my mind. Yeah. And I will invest in the things that inspire me and invoke that creativity, and that's mm-hmm. what we're about. Mm-hmm. You know, Stoke the Wild is all about inspiring and invoking the creativity of the imagination within us and how yeah. that draws something out of us uh, in the way that we write, the way that we paint, the way that we create, the way that we build, design, dream, and pursue those things. And every little thing um, that we then turn around and say, yeah, this is inspiring to me and makes me want to be more creative and develops me. Yeah. You know, that's a that's an investment of some kind, whether it's time, mm-hmm. um, or money. Yes. We, it's an investment. And yeah. every single one of us, we invest in things all the time. Uh, and we show what we care about by our investments. Yeah. And uh, I think that that is both beautiful and important to know. And so uh, I didn't want to spend a ton of time on that, but it, it just right. kind of brought to mind that idea of care and community when you are supporting uh, something that is a creative endeavor. Yeah. And I, you mentioned something about like being inspired and it pushes you to be more creative. And I want to touch on that a little bit too. Some things that have been kind of, um, that have been on my mind recently is that sometimes art makes me uncomfortable. Sometimes it's challenging. It challenges me. Yeah. And it's growing and stretching my brain and my thinking ability and my processing ability. And, Appreciating something does not always mean that it is easy to swallow. Yeah. You can be extremely challenged and extremely uncomfortable by mm-hmm. something that you see or hear or experience. And yet there is a piece of it that speaks to you. There's something there that just warms its way in and you can't get it out mm-hmm. and you can feel it in your heart. It doesn't mean it's easy to wrap your brain around it. It doesn't mean that you feel comfortable with it. Right. But it does mean that it's challenging you and it's pushing you to reconsider some things, which then sparks that creativity in you as well. Yeah, well, and it's all part of... um, It's all part of that growing process. I mean, like... Mm -hmm. You know, for, for those of you who listen and know us really well, you know our faith background and you know the the ministry and work that we've done in the past. And, you know, if, if that's your story, then you also know that oftentimes, in fact, every time, as it should be, as you approach uh, 
the word, it should be challenging and it should be molding you and shaping you Mm -hmm. and stretching you. And Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a, oh yeah, that's totally easy and I can do that. Uh, Because that's not what it is. I mean, you saw it all the time in Jesus's ministry. Um, But it's that same idea, you know, that the things that we come into contact with, if can challenge us, you know, sometimes we're like, oh man, that's really cool. I love it. Boom. And sometimes like, wow, I, I don't hate it, but there's something about it that like really kind of pokes me, (laughs) like pokes a bear sleeping within like that, that thing that is driving, oh man, what is this? And why does this make me uncomfortable? And why, or why does it make me feel like I've done something good, wrong, weird, whatever that might, that feeling might be. It, it stirs something in us that makes us think differently about ourselves or the world around us or someone else. And that's good. It's a good thing to be faced with. It is, yeah. I like to think of things like that in terms of neuroplasticity. What is that? Neuroplasticity is the ability of your neurological system to change and adapt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And your brain, essentially your brain can change and adapt and it can grow and create new pathways really at any time in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what neuroplasticity is. The ability to close off old ones. You talked about that a little bit last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. The ability to close off old pathways, open new ones, reopen old ones, and and so on. And I think about art in that way. Um, If we're never being challenged by what we consume, then just like plastic, old plastic gets hard and cold, so do our brains. So does our thinking capacity. Mm -hmm. It gets closed and hardened and rigid cold and, and rigid and yes and stubborn yeah. and all of those things and yet if we challenge it if we apply heat to it it warms up and you and can softens again. it softens and you can move it and yep. you can open up new things and that neuroplasticity is it becomes malleable again and that's not to say that you're just going to be like you know it doesn't turn into like a ball of foam where it has no structure whatsoever. But when you apply pressure and when you push on it, it moves and it stretches and it changes. I think, uh, I think, I think the really great artists in history, you can see, you can see that in their work, you know, nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing ever was the same. Uh, While stylings might've been similar over the, their years, Things changed, and they tried new things, and they pushed themselves. I mean, right. Picasso, when he was starting, had paintings that were very, quote unquote, normal and like mm-hmm. easy to decipher and discern. Yeah. And then he gradually was like, "I'm doing something different." He created that whole abstract, like, visual style that yeah. he is more famously known for now, probably than yes. anything else. Yeah. Um, and so, same artist. But he was like, I'm not going to stay in this box that I started in. I'm going to push myself to be different and to try new things and to express differently. And I think the really great artists figure ways to do that. Even if they're still blues musicians, even if they're still jazz musicians, they try new things, you know, and they they develop new things and techniques and styles to adjust and to give flavor to Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Painters, inkers, colorists pencilers, whatever it might be, tattoo artists, Mm -hmm. you know, poets, everything adapts and evolves and changes. Nothing is ever 
day one the same as it is at the end uh, yeah. in, the, in the life of an artist. They're constantly adapting. If you continue to see the art, an artist putting out the same exact thing over and over and over again through the history of their art, artistic work, it, that doesn't mean it's bad. No, by all means, they could be the most talented artist, and that's fantastic, but there's that progression of change and learning I think that needs to take place. Yeah. And uh, even if it's subtle, even if it's little, or even if it's with certain pieces, and then they return to the things that they continue mm -hmm. to create in a similar way. Mm -hmm. Because, again, that's the adaptivity and the creative process and the journey, which is really cool. And I've, 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 I see artists... Um, and like, you know, I, I tell you guys all the time, you know, I am good at certain things and I'm really bad at others and I continue to try to get better. Um, so this is just one man's opinion, um, not an expert on it, but the, you know, when I look at an, an artist and I see the same thing, the same kind of approach, You know, I wonder what it is if they were given a different tool or a different backdrop or a different canvas or a different thing instead of, you know, wood or paper or whatever else, that they could maybe do something that would become something different and maybe sharpen and, and, and draw out a new idea from, right? You know, and I'm not talking about like, you know, the... Like the like when when I go to comic cons and stuff, I'm not talking about that. You know, you're creating something with a character that is well known. You're going to create it in such a way that is appealing and drawing out an idea to a person. Right. Um, so that's not what I'm talking about. So like, I have a, you know friends who do comic book stuff. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. You have a medium, you have a style for a purpose like that. You know, right. you have to have it done in some ways in a certain way, adding your own flavor. Yes, yes. but yeah. it has to be approached a certain way. What I mean is in like the the random un, unassociated art, I guess, yeah. uh, you know, and styling. So like, you know, I painted this watercolor piece with a blue beard and a pipe Yes. and I really love it. But if I were to just create blue bearded paintings or blue haired paintings, you know, for the yeah. rest of my life with pipes and stuff, like, what am I really doing? Like right. I would want to push myself to think differently and try new mediums and things like that. Yeah. So, is that clear? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. And I, I think in those situations, I think you're right. If they were, I think a lot of us, and I should say we, because I do the same thing. I think we all do it a little bit. We fall into comfort. Yeah. And, and what is known to us, because we're afraid of what is unknown. We're afraid of that rejection. Yeah. We're afraid of, this is a piece of me. Mm -hmm. And if I make this and someone doesn't like it that means they, they don't, don't like me, like me. Yep. and that's not inherently true but that is exactly how it feels right um so i think it stems for most of us from fear just this this is what i know yeah and so this is what i'm gonna do i'm comfortable this is my wheelhouse this is good i can make this yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, however, I, again, I know plenty of artists who are like, I was doing these different things, then boom, one day, this is the thing that clicked, and I've been doing it like this ever since, or whatever. Um, but even those, like one of my one of my good friends, uh, Caleb, like he had that moment where he was doing things a certain way, and then 
uh, for fun, he made this drip painting in this style. Mm-hmm. I think his first one he told me was a, a Boba Fett piece because he does a lot of comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, that's cool. And he posted it. And, like, within, like, an hour or something like that, someone offered to buy it. Like, this was yeah. years ago, right? Or no, not years ago. It's not, like, not like decades or anything. It was just, like, a couple years ago when he first started doing that. And uh, he was like, oh, this is cool. And this is totally different than the things I was doing before. And he started, you know, making adjustments and perfecting that and getting to a point where he is making these amazing, beautiful pieces. But then he's still doing other things on the side, like, that are not that. Right. You know, when he's doing his comic book stuff and he's doing the conventions, like, that's his, um, that's definitely his kind of, like, wheelhouse and how he creates those pieces for that. And they're amazing and beautiful and the detail and stuff he gets on it. But that's not all he does, like... The right. other work he does in different creative avenues is so cool and unique and amazing that he's not just like, this is my one and only thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the other side of that, I have friends and artists who I'm like, yeah, I. it's like the million thing like that I've seen from you. And it's still awesome and I love it. But what uh, what else? Yeah. Is there anything else there? Well, because if you're if you're that <laughs> talented, if you can create something beautiful. And it's not a stretch for you. What could you do yeah. if you pushed yourself? Yeah. You know, and man, this is, this is taking a strange turn. This has, <laughs> you said you weren't going to do that again. <laughs> it's taking a strange turn. No, I, I only saying that because we went from talking about community and creativity to then being like, oh, yeah, man, challenges. And uh, how do I get better and all this stuff? And it just feels really different from where we were starting. Where we began. Uh, but I think it's good because... I like I'm, I'm gonna say now something completely different uh but what I love like I love Instagram and social media for this um but there's like two di- two types of people yeah there, there's like the here's the finished work ah. and then here's like the process and the mess and the mm-hmm. in-between and I've been trying to be less focused on the finished work and mm-hmm. uh personally um and more more honest and open about the mistakes yeah uh and that's just me you know because I, i feel like sometimes we have this strong compelling desire to compare ourselves to the finished work of somebody else yeah and then we go oh man i'll never be that good hmm and then You know, um, and I struggle with that all the time, but like I've been trying to put myself in that position of it's not about the finished piece. It's about the journey of creating the work. Right. And, you know, I want to be able to do that and do it well. And um, so, yeah, cultivating a community of creative people that push, challenge and inspire you, that that stretches you to think differently about creativity Mm -hmm. and and yet, a community in which you can put your feet up and say, wow, that was hard. I'm tired. That was a lot of work. But it was good. It was good. And they understand you. Yeah. And you can be comfortable with Yeah. Them. And there's acceptance in the mess. Yes. Yeah. Acceptance in the mess. You know, and don't don't get me wrong. Like, if you've continued to listen this far and you didn't shut us off when I was talking about the way people approach things. Um <laughs> There's no judgment, no, uh, for that. If that if that's you, there's no judgment for that because Lord knows that I am very much dealing with my own things when it comes to the way that I create. 
but I like I like a part of this and everything that we do with the podcast is um, for accountability and to stretch mm-hmm. and challenge how we all approach things. Yes. And that's why it's so cool to be inspired by millions of artists, you know, whoever we watch, read, listen to, and how yeah. that shapes and molds us into the things that we create. Mm-hmm. And so even if, even if from one person it looks similar, it's probably different because of the inspiration you're gathering and getting. And you know that about yourself and that's what matters. What you see and what you understand and what you produce based on the things that are inspiring and pushing you to be creative. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what the people around you think. It matters how you express yourself, how you create to express. Don't fret the mess. Just do Just it. Just keep going. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Just do it. As Shia LaBeouf once said, just do it. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. So Yesterday you said tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. Just don't. So uh, that makes me think of everything that we were discussing earlier today. With regard to, you know, my passions and the things oh, yeah, that I yeah, love yeah. and the potential of someday, you know, going back and studying what I want to study mm-hmm. and previously never really believing or thinking that it was an option because I thought the thing that I love is so niched. There is no way that this is real, mm-hmm. that this exists. And yet I walked into our room earlier and there you were sitting and watching a 22 minute video about the exact thing that I love. And you've watched how many of it's these? It's Pokemon, by the way. Yes, no, Pokemon. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm going po- back to school for Pokemon. To study Pokemon. No. Um, no. Yeah. I'm going to be a Pokemon trainer, guys. <laughs> In real life. In real life. IRL. No. Um, uh, no, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, all about language and creativity through um, discovery and, and acquisition of language and, and things like that. Um, that's Joy's passion. I love it so Linguistics, much. phonetics. I love linguistics. I love phonetics. I love the research of sound. And I love watching videos of anything related to movies and like breaking down yeah. iconic roles. And yes. so I watched a video today um, where a dialect coach talked about actors dialects as they played yes. real people and the name comparison is Eric Singer. yes as which they, i've heard of him before eric singer as they compare as he compared the um the dialect of the actor to the real person in like audio or video mm-hmm. recordings which was really mm-hmm. cool it's amazing it was amazing and i walked in and i was like oh i know what that is and then he said what it was and i was like oh my gosh how does that what is happening uh it was great, and it, and it kept happening, like, over and over and over again. Joy had the goofiest smile on her face. Oh, my gosh. And I just stood there, and I went, I, this is the thing. This, if, if I could do anything, I would do that. If I could do anything in the world, I would study sound and dialect and phonetics, and I would just do that. And so... I knew that I wanted to go back to school and I knew that I wanted to study linguistics again. And I had looked into a couple of different schools 
um, you know, with regard to grad programs, but a lot of them were theoretical linguistics, a lot of um, syntax work and things that were, I still love it, but it's not that one thing that makes me feel all goofy inside and happy and, you know, um, so it's, it's just a different thing. I love all things linguistics and all things language related, but there are certain things within linguistics that are emphases that are just, I, it's inexplicable. I cannot explain it. I cannot make sense of it, but I love it so much. And so, you know, as we were sitting here, I had been working and, and sort of looking through some different options for programs. And, and Nick, I think you said, what about Northwestern? Don't they, like, you know, do they have a linguistics program? Yeah, and so Joy started looking into it, and? And they do, and not only do they have a linguistics program, but they have options to emphasize in phonetics, in sound research. Yeah. They have state-of-the-art labs for sound research. They have production and dictation rooms, separate rooms. One is for production and one is for dictation. Now, Joy's uh, undergraduate linguistics work consisted of how many dedicated professors? One. One. And he was great. He was incredible. And he retired this past year and I cried for days about it. Uh, but to have like a program that is fully staffed and fully funded. To, Guys, let me tell you. Um, Sounds like it would be amazing. So Joy, um, over the next year, is going to be diving in and prepping herself for that. and uh, For the application process. Applying, yeah, to Northwestern, which is going to yeah. be really cool. We're both you know, going to be, we're both hoping to be, we're, we're working yeah, we towards, uh, to be PhD graduates. Yeah, yeah. So, because there's not really a master's program for linguistics anymore. You enter with your bachelor's into the PhD program. And one to two years in, they can transfer a master's, like transfer that to you. Mm -hmm. Say like, okay, cool, you've progressed and you've Enough done well. Enough to have the ma a master's version. Right, so if you quit now, then you have a master's. But you can't just say, I'm going to go and, and just get my yeah, master's. Yeah, you yeah. have to enter into the PhD program. And my thinking is, if you're two years in... Might why well stop like yeah. just keep going oh my gosh and you get to keep studying so why not but there there are 19 faculty members at northwestern 19 she's nerding out right now there's so many <laughs> <laughs> all right well um that is really exciting and it is really exciting. we are we're both excited because there's uh, but there's a lot of work to do there is, and yeah. uh, a lot of things to get ready for and uh like you know like i said previously uh, between uh, pursuing creative arts as well as our schooling and going mm -hmm. back to school for both of us and continuing our education, um, we, we you know we need your help and uh, we want to be able to continue to do those things that we feel we've been called to do and we've been impassioned for and uh, burdened to do. Yeah. And uh, so we need your help to do that. So, um, like I said, you can follow along uh, and and subscribe on Patreon. Yeah. dot com slash stoke the wild and yeah. you know even if you chuck in a buck um whatever that you can afford you know monthly to help support us and uh as well as get cool content or if it's just every now and then purchasing something from the website and helping us out that way mm -hmm. uh that'd be cool too 
Yeah. Speaking of, if you've been eyeing one of our Stoke the Wild t-shirts, there's only like five or six left because I sold a bunch yesterday at the show. <laughs> so con- contact us immediately if you're looking to get one. There's limited sizes available. So There is one that is, there's also another that's set aside. I know that. Oh, and, okay. And they didn't know that nor did they really need to i guess <laughs> just but making sure that you know i guess <laughs> I, I did know okay okay so that's okay that's it. <laughs> so uh but yeah and you can contact us about that yeah and um yeah so now it's time for the segment of the show we talk about what we're going to do today what we're going to do today Joy just <laughs> I, I so her headphones died like uh partway through the episode as we were recording. And so she and she and she took them off. Um but she chose during the what we're gonna do today segment where we would normally hear the song play in our headphones, she uh she decided to put her ear to the microphone, thinking that she could hear the song out of the microphone. And now she's <laughs> laughing so hard she's crying. Um so that is guys i'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) that was funny he's like shoved it in your ear like (laughs) i can't hear out of this (laughs) did you see my face as soon as i did though (laughs) you're like oh no (laughs) i've made a horrible mistake (laughs) i've made a tiny huge mistake um so uh but what we're gonna do today uh if you're not familiar each week we kind of talk about the projects or things that we're working on or the events coming up. And uh, we just, again, try to keep each other accountable with things we're working on. So yeah, um, I have been really busy um, over the last month and a half uh, continuing to get well from my surgery. So my art stuff has been put on hold right up until the show started or the show happened. And I was creating a couple things um, to just get ready for the show and, and kind of organize that. So yeah my kind of regular routine, both posting online and getting things out there and creating new stuff was, has been kind of slower this past month and a half um, since the beginning of August, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that now that my insubordination has uh, <laughs> allowed for a little bit more free time, uh, you will so insubordinate. <laughs> you, you will see wow. my initiative and ingenuity uh, be used to better myself and um, continue to create pieces both for the children's illustrated book i'm also because i can't stop thinking of ideas i've also got another project i'm starting to work on uh as well and well we'll just see what happens first i guess yeah because <laughs> i like oh man it's like a game of chess and i'm trying to move pieces across the board i probably need to take a few of those pieces off the board and just work on one or two getting across but i yeah. can't stop thinking of ideas I think Bob Goff said that. Um, sounds like something he'd say, like an illustration he'd say. But yeah. um, doing something like that, so I can I can clearly focus. But I've got ideas, I've got things, yeah. and I'm working on them, and I think they're gonna be really cool. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. That is what's going on this week specifically. I will be uh, finishing up uh, some creative writing pieces that I need to send in uh, to UIC, uh, so they have those. Yes. I will also be working on some writing samples for an application. 
Mine gets to be about linguistics, though. Yeah, which is cool. Mine gets to be about any topic in linguistics I want. Mine gets to be about any anything because it's a creative writing piece. I mean, even if mine could, I'd probably still choose linguistics. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on those, brushing up on some. So I did write a paper, a very great long paper in undergrad on language death, and uh, I might take an excerpt from that, brush it up, and kind of like you know. Shine it, shine it up, and just see what what we come up with. Put a little shine on it. Get just spit see shine what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's but, all shiny now. But at the same time, this is also an opportunity for me to you dive know, back into the world of research. Yeah, which I also enjoy. So maybe it'll be about language death. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just be about death. No, it's <laughs> it kind of relate to linguistics. Although we could talk about syntax and semantics surrounding death that is related to linguistics mm -hmm. but anyway that's neither here nor there no that i'm gonna work on no. that and i recently just launched a new project oh yeah with uh the the program that i work for jumpstart right and we talked a little bit about it last week we did um, with jumpstart uh mm -hmm. joy uh, recorded. It's not out yet, but she it's has not recorded. Out yet, but her I have first recorded episode. my first ever podcast episode for the Jumpstart program. Yep. And when that is ready, we'll link it below on ours too. So if you guys want to check it out, you can, and also yes. share it with people you think might find it beneficial and helpful. Um, yes. And we'll let you know when that's coming out. And I know that between the Jumpstart website and um, Joy's personal information, that she'll get it yeah, out there. Yeah, we'll get so it you out guys there. Can, can be on the page for that. So, but if you're wondering. Who would benefit from listening to that? Let me yes. tell you. Who would benefit from listening to that? Anyone who has any influence on any children ever. So most people. Most people. Who come into contact with children. At least 50% of people. Because your interaction with children matters and it impacts them even if you don't think it does. Half of the people you know probably are that thing. I would, I would, I'm going to go ahead and say 90%. <laughs> I know, but 50 is a safe number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to prove this. <laughs> I don't have to prove nothing. Um, I haven't done that. Actually, research. that's not true. I do have to back up what I say on the podcast. It has to be peer reviewed. However, there is something to be said for listening and learning and hearing different approaches and hearing that peer reviewed information and mm -hmm. and you know for anyone who's working with children anyone who interacts with kids and it's fun too we got to listen to two stories that's cool yeah that is very cool so those are the things that are coming up if you guys have projects ideas thoughts that you're working on uh in regards to your creative arts whether it be in music or writing or um painting drawing mm -hmm. um let us know. Email us, stokethewild at gmail.com. We check those emails, and uh, we try to respond to all the ones that come in, and uh, we appreciate that. Yes. Uh, you can also message us or get in contact with us on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter, at stokethewild. You can find us on all three uh, with that hashtag, at stamp ampersand. Nope, that's not an ampersand. Uh, email symbol. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I can't think right no. now. It's but I didn't called... put a microphone in my ear, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remembered what it was called, and then you said put a microphone in my ear, and I got discombobulated. 
It's called a handle. A handle. The that, at sign is not a handle. Like the name. Yes, I is the handle. Yeah, that's right. That that too. Um, so yes, you can. At Stoke the Wild. At Stoke the Wild on all of those things, and you'll find us. Yes. Um, and um, yeah. Where can we find your art, Nick? My art? Yeah. Hanging up mostly in this house. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, there's a few pieces in other people's houses now uh, from true. this weekend. Uh, no, you can uh, you can follow along with the projects and art that I'm working on at Nick Dirtinger Art. Um, and a lot of those pieces uh, eventually go up for sale on the website at stokethewild.com slash store mm-hmm. if you're interested in purchasing those. Mm-hmm. Uh, or... Just so you know, as well, if you're a local, if you're close by and you see something and it's on the store, you can message me so that way we can save on shipping. I'm fine with that. Just oh, yeah. a little heads up on yeah. that. Um, if you're out of state, no. I'm sorry. You got to you gotta pay for that shipping. <laughs> I'm not going to drive it to your house. <laughs> Unless you're paying for a vacation. Then I'll drive it to your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for real. Um, so, yeah, you can find my stuff at Nick Dirtinger Art. And uh, Joy, you can find at... At J.M. Dirtinger. Yep, and so stay up to date on the journey and the progress of yeah, all yeah. that. Um, and on our Instagram page, we're almost, with our Stoke the Wild page, we're almost at 100 followers, which doesn't probably sound like a lot. Like I'm pretty excited about that. All those tweens with their, like, 3 million followers because they yeah. have Snapchat and stuff. <laughs> like, no, we're not as cool Maybe as we should start doing Snapchat. No. No. I refuse. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan Flatly. of that app. Flatly. Uh, just that Decline. app scares me. I think that like some of the furry ears are funny. So, um, but we're almost to 100 followers, which is pretty so cool. So exciting. Which is pretty cool. It is. Um, and uh, so maybe we should do another giveaway soon. I don't oh, know. that would be cool. Another, yeah. another giveaway of things and figure that out. If you're interested <laughs> in that, tell us. Please. Email us. Tell us. Please do a giveaway so that yeah. way we know, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Also, last thing I want to talk about is nine days from now, mm-hmm. uh, Inktober, put on by Jake Parker, and yes. Inktober is something he started. 31 days of ink drawings or paintings um, and creative stuff. I'm going to be participating. Uh, it's free to do. It's not like you have to notify anyone. But I'm going to be right. participating in Inktober and trying to do a drawing every day. Okay. And the point is that you try to create something every day uh, using ink. Um, and so I'm going to be attempting that again this year. Last year, I got about 17 days in, and then things got real busy and crazy. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, I might be able to create a couple pieces a day <laughs> <laughs> with uh, some of the time I've got right now. Yes. And, uh, and then stay ahead of the game on that. But if you're interested in doing that, you can – Check out at Inktober and follow along with the prompts. There's a prompt for each day. Um, or you can create your own thing and do do whatever. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, so I, I usually have people vote on a theme that I try to keep mine around. And like last year, the theme was Santa. And so every drawing had, had a Santa <laughs> Christmassy that. theme for it. Yeah. If you can go back in my uh, Instagram timeline, you can find my favorite one is Santa doing yoga. Yes. And... Uh, this year, my theme was voted on. It came down to two ideas, animals or coffee, oh, man. and coffee won. So coffee. I have to figure out how to incorporate coffee into every single drawing. Coffee forever and ever. It'll just be the same cup of coffee. It'll just be coffee. Day. It'll be endless coffee. Yeah. So 
I'll figure that out though. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to do that as well, hit it up. Yeah, It'll be cool. Um, but I think that's the show. Thank you guys so much. Every week when we get a chance to gather around the table and record or gather around our microphones and they're not in our ears and record, <laughs> then we get to um, we enjoy it and it truly yeah. is a pleasure and to talk about creativity and to be inspired by you guys to be inspired by other artists as we shape evolve and get totally excited about what's coming up it's so much fun so thank you for giving us that opportunity and thank you for all your support and love and we will catch you guys next week bye